You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. I'm betting that if you're listening to this, you've likely had the gut punch moment. And that's what we want to talk about today. How do you deal with those gut punch moments? If you haven't had one yet, you want to learn how to deal with it before it comes, but... You may have already been through this, so let's talk about how you deal with those gut punch moments. This is Lee Balkum, and I'm the creator and the host of the Save the Marriage podcast. This is the podcast designed to help you save your marriage no matter where you are in the process. Even if you are trying to avoid problems, we can talk about how you avoid that. Today, though, we're talking about when the problem is now at your doorstep. It's knocked on the door. It's hit you in the stomach and and what to do about that. And part of this task is understanding what's going on with, with you emotionally, with anyone emotionally in these moments, because sometimes our natural human reaction doesn't help the situation much. In fact, it can often cause more trouble. So what do I mean by gut punch moment? That's that moment. When you go from thinking everything is okay, even if it's not great, but everything's okay, you're moving along, to now you know. The crisis has come to your doorstep. It's hit you in the stomach. The, the moments when a spouse says, I don't love you anymore. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. That's the classic beginning point. But there are others Maybe an affair is revealed. Maybe an emotional or physical affair is revealed. A lot of times people will tell me that they find a text message or an email or somebody contacts them and it's the gut punch moment. Sometimes a spouse reveals it, but more often it's a discovery moment where you go from not knowing and being innocently unaware to suddenly in the midst of this crisis of understanding that your your marriage has been invaded. The boundaries of your relationship have been disrupted. Or maybe you find some other lies. Maybe you find hidden addictions, whether it's to gambling or pornography or drugs or something else. And suddenly that spouse and who you know that spouse to be has changed. And what's happening in your marriage has changed. Maybe you find that there's been financial um kind of shadiness that's happened. Uh, Some people have talked about that that as being uh, financial infidelity, that a spouse has taken the money and done something with it. Uh, Maybe you've discovered some other crisis that you didn't know about. Maybe your spouse has announced that it's time to separate, or maybe you learned that your spouse has filed for divorce because the papers have arrived. All of those are gut punch moments. And here's the problem. In the middle of a marriage crisis, you may get more than one punch. Usually they're very related, but you you just kind of get used to what you know and understand and suddenly another punch lands. So our gut punch is that moment when our air is knocked out. It's like you, you suddenly have lost the breath. 
that the rug has been pulled right out from under you and everything you understood to be true isn't true. Now, that's not entirely true, but that's the feeling you have that everything you understood has been taken from you. The problem is this creates an immediate alarm response. If you think about the understanding I've I've talked about of the vagus nerve system in your body, this is the part of your body that is looking for what's going on and how to control the rest of your body. The vagus nerve runs, and and vagus, um, it means branches, and it just means that that nerve runs throughout your body and is branching off and bringing all the information into your brain to understand the threats that are at it. And it happens at such a primitive level that sometimes you're not even aware of what's going on that puts you on kind of alarm. So your vagal nerve has three different settings. Calm, which unfortunately we have far too little of in our culture, but calm, uh, and that often happens when you're sleeping or relaxing or doing something fun. Alert, when you are scanning around trying to figure out what to do, what's happening. That's often the stance that we're in throughout the day. As you're driving, you're alert for somebody who might be coming at you or somebody who might jump out in front of you or car speeding or something happening in your car. So you're on alert or you go to the store and you're kind of watching around trying to find what's going on. That's alert. And so we spend a lot of time in alert. And then there's alarm. An alarm is when you hit what we often call as fight flight, right? When you feel like you're under attack or you feel like there's a danger, a legitimate danger in front of you. Back to the driving, you're on alert and suddenly the car swerves into your your lane. You go from alert to alarm in a heartbeat and your vagus nerve suddenly says time for adrenaline, right? And so it hijacks your body to get you ready to deal with what's going on. The same thing happens in these moments. You can go from calm, even alert, to on alarm by the email that pops up, by the message that you find, by your spouse saying, I don't love you, or we're separating, or we're divorcing. And suddenly you're, you're thrown into this whole a process where you don't know what to do. I just recently released a Thrivology podcast talking about how do you deal with these uncertain times. And I kind of highlight the fact that this is kind of the background noise of our day right now, that we're on edge so much and we can suddenly go into this alarm response. And rarely does that alarm response lead us to our better actions. That's why we want to talk about what do you do with those gut punch moments? Because we don't respond our best in those moments. And one of the things that often frustrates people is here they are feeling like everything has been ripped from them and they look and their spouse is kind of non-reactive. Spouse isn't the one upset, they're upset. And they wonder what's going on. Well, let me clue you in. Your spouse already knew this. If your spouse wasn't happy, your spouse already knew they weren't happy. If your spouse was cheating, your spouse already knew they were cheating. If your spouse was committing some other uh, action that was counter to your relationship, they already knew it. You're trying to catch up with that. If they've decided to separate, they knew it. If they filed for divorce, they knew it. So you're the one who's being caught off guard. 
So understand that you're likely to respond a little bit more um, reactively than they. That doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means that they already knew what was going on. You are off guard. You're off balance. You didn't know it was coming. And so to be defensive and reactive wouldn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise your spouse, but they'll act like you're the one who's acting irrationally. The fact is that you're having a response to that gut punch. You're having a response to that rug being pulled out from under you. So the first thing you want to do is work to minimize the damage. So let me give you some things to keep in mind. First of all, when that gut punch comes, no begging, no pleading, nothing like that. Don't try to convince. Don't try to do anything uh, to try to drag your spouse over to your side. It won't work, first of all. And second, it usually means that they harden their position even further. So avoid pleading and begging. All that does is it exacerbates and proves their point. The second thing is don't go telling everyone. Whenever there's a crisis, it's, it's very tempting to run and tell everybody about what's going on, family, friends, whoever else, resist that. Because if you can move things forward, it creates further boundaries or barriers to getting back on uh, together because now people know, right? And they have to face that and the shame of that. So don't tell everyone what's going on. The third thing is work to manage your own emotional expression. Sometimes I think it's helpful to go, you know what? I'm not going to break down in front of this. And part of your I'm not going to is I refuse to break down. Because generally when we get into that state, that's a temptation to do. And it rarely uh, serves us or the, re the relationship. And I want you to remember that you can always do that on your own with a trusted friend, a therapist, or a minister, or somebody else that can walk you through that. But don't do it in the moment as much as you can avoid that. If you, if you can't stop it, understand that that's part of what's going on. Just as much as you can, try not to let that capture you. Remember this, when the anger is coming out, that anger is really hurt. And part of what comes out in those moments of expression is often the anger. And most people have a hard time remembering it. I say it over and over to people and still I have to remind them that what they're experiencing is anger, is really the hurt, the fear, the threat. Anger is a secondary emotion. It's the outward expression of our inner sense of feeling fear, hurt, threat. And part of what happens generally in those emotional responses is we think we're expressing our hurt or our fear or a threat. And what really is felt from the other side is anger. Anger is repulsive. So be sure you do your best to manage that. The next thing is to step back and ask what is it that you want? Not how do you feel? That's an important conversation to have with a coach, a therapist, a minister, a friend, somebody else. But the question that you want front and center is, what do you want to have happen? And if what you want to have happen is you want to still restore the relationship, 
you want to make sure that you've done less damage on the way to get there. Now, once we've done the immediate first aid, I've got a question for you. <laughs> Is this the first chapter or a later chapter in your marriage crisis? Because if it's the first chapter, this is the moment when you have discovered that things are not where you want them to be. That's one process. If this is a later chapter, that's a different process. So let's assume that this is actually your first chapter. You've gotten a gut punch and you're not sure what to do. What do you do? Well, this is where you want to immediately settle down and start your efforts to save your marriage. If you've gotten to that end moment where you've thought about what do you want and you've realized you want to restore your relationship and get to a place where you both would want this relationship, then you start your efforts. Now, I'm going to make an assumption here. You're listening to a podcast that's called Save the Marriage. That means that I'm assuming that that's what you've decided to do, that you've had this moment and you've come to realize that you want to save the marriage. So it's time to start your efforts. And part of what you need to recognize is that the core problem in a marriage crisis, the core problem, not the symptoms of it, the symptom of an affair or all these other places that we can talk about, the core problem is disconnection. And the way we deal with disconnection is to heal the disconnection and move towards connection. So you need to recognize that that is actually your task, to move to connection. Now notice just a few minutes ago, I was talking about what not to do. This is part of why that's so important. If you respond to your emotional place, you can further the disconnection. And we need to work towards rebuilding the connection, of restoring that connection. The second thing you need to do is ask your question, yourself a question. Where are you responsible for that? What part did you play in the disconnection that's happened? How can you step differently into that space? How can you take responsibility? I love that word, responsibility. In other words, you have an ability to respond differently. How would you like that to look? You need to have a plan, a very clear, concrete plan that lays out the actions that you're going to take, both to work on the disconnection, to work on your own place of responsibility and change, and finally, to work on building the path to we. We, meaning we are in this together. That's we. That's the heart of a marriage. It's the heart of a strong marriage is to have that sense of we. So that's the other piece of your plan. Now, this is part of why I created the Save the Marriage system. It's to help you run through all that, to understand the disconnection, to understand your own responsibility and what you need to do. So if you are at the first chapter, that's a great time to jump in and begin work at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Now, if this is a later chapter, if you've already started the process, maybe you've been listening to my podcast, maybe you've got my system and you've been working on that, and you find yourself with another gut punch. Maybe you find out more. Maybe you thought that you were just disconnected and suddenly you realize that there's an affair. That's another gut punch. Or maybe you realize that they now want to separate or that divorce proceedings have started. Those are gut punches beyond the first chapter. These are the later chapters. So now you need to ask a couple of questions. First of all, there's now some new information that you can understand differently. 
You know, maybe you thought that there were some places of disconnection and only to learn that there's an affair, which may help you understand why your efforts to connect have not worked so well. In other words, sometimes you gained new information from that gut punch. How do you add that into your plan so you understand it from a new perspective? There's new information, and that may change what you desire out of this. You know, some people tell me that they were happy to work on their relationship until they found this, and that changed everything. So that's possible, if you're at a later chapter, that you get to this place and you say, nope, I'm no longer willing. But let's say that that is not the case. Let's say you decide that you still want to work on it. How do you change your plan? This may be the place where it's time to get some coaching or step into my VIP program. Uh, You probably have gotten uh, some uh, information about that if you have my system uh, about both coaching and about VIP. So it would be a great time to step into that because part of what you want to do is to figure out how this new information informs you better, changes your plan, and helps you continue to move forward. Remember, the gut punch doesn't take you down. It's kind of like in uh, a boxing match. A gut punch hurts. It's going to back you up. But that doesn't stop the fight. It's just a gut punch. You'll get your breath back. You'll find your way forward. If you need help doing that, let me know at coach at savethemarriage.com. That's coach at savethemarriage.com. I wish you the best as you continue to work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.